Hey, friends, and thank you for joining an all-new episode of Heartfelt Consciousness. I am your guide, Laura Bender. Today, is, our guest is Kristen Maneri. She's a certified um, coach and mindfulness teacher. So we kind of dive into a little bit of mindfulness practices today. Um, she's also the author of Better Daily Mindfulness Habits, Simple Changes with Lifelong Impact. Um, and I'll put some uh, links to those things in the show notes. And she's also a, another podcast host. So uh, I'll put some information on that as well. Anyway, thanks again for listening. And I'll check in with you on the other side. Thank you so much, Kristen, for joining me on Heartfelt Consciousness today. So how are you? I am steady. (laughs) I am just feeling so calm and just happy in my life right now in this moment. I feel like when you have those days, you've got to be like, yes. Yeah. I kind of feel like today is a good, (laughs) even though it's kind of gloomy outside, um, I feel like the sun is shining on me. I feel like, yeah, I kind of have that same energy going today. So I appreciate that you're here. We're both having good days. So that's a good thing. (laughs) Um, So um, to kind of lead into the questions and everything I had, so you're a coach, you have your mindfulness teacher and an author. So I was wondering if you wouldn't mind uh, just kind of diving into what brought you down to the path of mindfulness specifically. Hmm. Well, I think I've heard it said before that people come to this path, whatever that is, and personal growth or uh, personal development through either curiosity or crisis. And I think for me, it was through curiosity. I, I had been doing a lot of, I guess, personal growth work for a number of years, and it always felt like I was backsliding. Like it, I had this idea that it was supposed to just stick. Like if you go to a cool retreat or you read a really good book, like that's it, you're changed now. Cause you feel like that I'm changed. I'm never going to be whatever I was before again. And obviously what I came to find out and what we all come to find out is it it's our mindfulness, our awareness, our consciousness is, is a state, not a trait. And we have to figure out ways to come back to it. And so I think that's what really led me down the mindfulness path, because all mindfulness is, is simply practices that have us be more aware and be more conscious. And whether that's a breathing exercise or a meditation or a walk around the block once a day, or just a quick little hand on heart, when you get in the car, whatever that is, they all just orient you back to the now what's happening in my body right now. What's happening in my mind right now, what's happening around me right now. And that to me is how you make it stick. If you can even attempt to make anything stick, this to me is the only way to, Mm -hmm. to have me live a more mindful, aware life. Okay. And it kind of, kind of covers into kind of into my next question. So for you, what does it actually mean to live mindfully? So you, you, you have this thing that you have that you're practicing that to hopefully get things to kind of stick into place, um, to kind of bring you ground, create a grounded, you know, platform for you to be on and, um, have you be connected. So for you specifically, like, what does that mean to live mindfully? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. My mind goes in a couple of different directions when you ask that. I think on one level, it's knowing what matters to me and being able to reattune to that. So 
living lovingly matters to me, but I can easily forget that if someone's taking too long to make a left turn (laughs) or, Mm -hmm. um, my daughters are just being kind of snooty or sassy. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one part of it is like knowing what actually matters to me and, and being able to remind myself of that, you know, in the midst of whatever life throws at me. But I, I think it also means being present. And while that that's, that's less about how I bring myself to the present moment, like maybe an intention that I have for how I want to be present and more like just being present, even with something I'm not enjoying about my internal state, just being present to the fact that I'm being annoyed or joy or whatever that is. And I I really started to see, I remember this realization kind of taking root a couple of years ago that without mindful living, without living with awareness, it's not really living. It's just a lot of thinking, Mm. thinking about what just happened, what's going to happen next week, what he just said, what she just said, analyzing, making up stories, comparing, judging, like all the things, problem solving, it is all happening between our ears. And the truth is life is, is not happening there. It's just our filtering and our digesting and our understanding and making sense of life. Life is happening all out there. And if I'm in here in my head and I'm pointing at myself, like if if I am in, in my head, then I am not actually living. I'm just thinking. And I, that really, that realization really changed things for me in terms of what, what it meant to be present, what it meant to be mindful. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like what we are exactly what you're saying. Um, I have a friend of mine who, you know, she's in therapy, just like many of us are, you know, just kind Mm -hmm. of having that, that outside, um, individual that's kind of, um, helping us become aware of these things. Uh, She just actually mentioned she had the same conversation with her therapist today. Um, So kind of thinking of that, even uh, the relationships that we hold, um, even with ourselves, um, with other people, with loved ones, friends, whatever. So what are some ways that we can actually be more mindful in those relationships? Well, I think the first thing is having some sort of structure or practice that has us regularly attuned to the value of our relationships. Cause if we're not careful, what we'll value is accomplishing things and getting things done on our list and making money and impressing people. And, you know, like all of the things that we do when we're just, you know, doing life, like I got to get this house cleaned. I got to get these errands done. I got to get this report in like all the things and no one ever thinks of those things on their deathbed. Like, I wish I'd gotten more reports in, or I wish <laughs> I'd done more grocery shopping or more laundry. No, what we, what we either celebrate or regret in the final minutes of our lives is how connected we were to the people that mattered, how much we mattered to those people, what, what sort of legacy we're going to be leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And so I think that first, just having a practice of regularly reacquainting us with the belief, if it is a, if it's a belief that you hold that my relationships are the cornerstone of my life, like that, that is actually the most important part of my life. And then once I orient to that regularly, not just in crisis, not just in loss, you know, not just in divorce separation, but, uh, but actually putting them into practice, 
like actually seeing like, okay, so if, if my relationship with my daughters matter, if I've put some language to that and I can see that as an intention that I have for my time and my money and my energy is to create a really great relationship with them. Well, what does that look like? Does it look like I'm on the phone when I pick them up from school or does it look like I've been really thoughtful about what I could ask them about their day? Does it look like, um, you know, I, I, I don't go out of my way to spend any quality time with them or does it look like I have a set date with them once a week? It's like just for us. And so it starts with that intention, but then it intention needs action behind it. And, and it doesn't have to all mindfulness doesn't have to look like I'm just going to be meditating all the time. Mindfulness yeah. could be just in how present I am when I'm with them or with my husband or with myself, as you said, my relationship with myself too, super important. Yeah. That's probably the most important. I think relationship I think we have to have is with ourselves and being able to live, live with that mindfulness, mm-hmm. you know, intact. So I kind of, now that I read over the last question, I, I feel like 2020 seems so far away now <laughs> and because we're almost thinking about it. Like I'm just looking at my calendar over there and we're like almost done with this month and October's already flown by. So kind of thinking of, um, let's just kind of broaden it a little bit. Um, so obviously the heart of it, 2020 was very, just all over the place for different people. Um, and then even kind of sep- was seeping into 2021. I mean, it looks, our, our world just looks a lot different than it did a few years ago. So what do you feel during this time frame during this time period was the most valuable lesson that you learned? Hmm. Gosh, there were so many. I remember right at the beginning of all of this, I just put an email out to my community and said, I'm going to start hosting a call once a week for whoever wants to just process what's going on. And I remember this friend of mine, Brooke, she said, above all else, I want this to mean something. I want to be able to look back at this time, whenever we get to get to that, you know, that stage of like, now we're reflecting for many of us, we're not there yet. We're still in it. Um, but she, what she articulated is like, like I want to look back and find meaning in it. So I think it's a really great question. And I think that whenever we, we pass through any sort of gauntlet, you know, whether it's a positive experience or a negative experience, anytime we transition from a season of we were here and now we're over here. I think it's really important to reflect. So I think that's a super great question, but I suppose what I would most glean from 2020 and beyond is just being able to live atypically. Mm -hmm. And I guess what I mean by that is everyone's going to do what everyone's going to do. And most of the time, that's going to look like most people are doing the same thing. Like most people are working nine to five. Most people are sending their kids to traditional school. Most people are taking two vacations a year, like whatever that looks like. But I think what got really shaken up for a lot of people, especially when they owned, like, I'm going to do this my way. You may not want to do masks, but I do. You may want a vaccine, but I don't like whatever that looks like. I think what we, um, many of us got attuned to is like a sense of agency. Mm. Like I get to say how my life is going to go. Many people for the first time in their work life were actually given the opportunity to telecommute and, and having that sense of like, wow, that worked. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to commute anymore. I don't want to 
waste time and meetings and all of that anymore. So I guess, I guess what I was really inspired by and what really solidified in me was like, don't follow the herd. Like maybe the herd's going the right way and then, okay, follow the herd, (laughs) But, (laughs) but being able to pause and ask like what works for me and really unapologetically answer that question, honestly, and then go in that, that direction. So I think that I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of people got a little sturdier and a little clear about what they want for their lives. And I am definitely one of those people who just feels like I'm forging a way forward that yeah. feels a lot more authentic and aligned. Yes. Yes. I can totally um, agree with that. And I, it's funny, I actually just had a conversation before we connected on this call and, um, you know, a friend of mine was telling me, she's like, just don't fall into the same, um, kind of rut that you were in before with just kind of saying yes to a lot of things and not really stepping back and saying no. Um, cause that's what I was doing beforehand, you know, and I was, again, like how you were saying, like everyone was running around, um, going back and forth to work. And what I found out was again, now we don't need that. I teach yoga online. It's all available, um, at the, at my fingertips and I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to use a lot of energy to, um, take myself to a location to then teach a class and then, then run back home. And then maybe an hour or two later, I teach another class somewhere else. You know, that was just what was going on. And, um, one other thing that's been coming up for me lately is the idea that we have to slow down to, to hurry up, to have things actually speed up for us. So we're in that manifesting of, uh, things happening around us, um, just kind of taking the time to slow down and let them take their course and happen as they, as they should not necessarily mm-hmm. trying to force it. And that for me has been, uh, really just life-changing being able to offer, um, to so many more students, um, classes and connecting with so many people on so many different, like even just being here today with you, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, you know, I didn't have a podcast a year ago. Actually, I might've at that point, I take that back. <laughs> I had a different podcast at that time, but the, the fact is, you know, a lot of that didn't step just, I wouldn't have thought to do any of that beforehand. And finally something was able to kind of put the, put the brakes on <laughs> and let me yeah. kind of step back a little bit. So yeah. yeah, I definitely resonate with that um, for sure. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, I guess, again, Kristen, for being a guest here today on Heartful Consciousness. I appreciate your time and your energy. Thank um, you. So yeah, have a wonderful rest of your day and um, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. You too, Laura. It's great right, to be with you. All right. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode with Kristen. And as always, don't forget to share, review, and subscribe. Be well, my friends. Mm-hmm.